Hello everyone, welcome to Smart Self Growth once again with myself and Jan hosting this podcast here today. We're always happy to be back. Jan, how are you man? Morris, I'm doing perfectly well and you? Like a man. Jan, a lot of things have happened in the last month or so. Things that we could have never predicted. So today we're going to use this time to check up on our mental health how we coping because we know that we don't want to lose sight of the fact that with the current situation it will have a big impact on us and our future and once again our mental health a lot of people already becoming anxious depressed and this might even have long-term effects on millions of people so experiencing these symptoms now does not mean that you are diagnosed with a disorder but if it continues you can so that's why it's important for us to look at it today yeah definitely before we start this episode i should read a disclaimer first that we are not in any way proclaiming that we are experts in mental health so please seek professional help if you are suffering from a mental illness and we also do not condone the taking or use of illicit drugs so yeah in saying that it is very important to get professional help and it's also very important not to try and cope with mental health issues alone because that is a very dangerous path to go on now because mental health has got such a huge stigma that pervades it it is of the same importance as any other illness you know like heart disease or cancer and it it would be better to to rather see someone that is a professional today's episode is to bring awareness to those who do not understand mental health and to those who are suffering in silence without knowing or maybe with the fear of being rejected and the loved ones that are caring or living with someone suffering from it this is of paramount importance during the time of COVID-19 and the lockdown and as fear and anxiety of contracting the virus or losing a loved one is constantly in the news and in your thoughts and a tremendous strain the lockdown has on the economy and the consequences that go with that like losing your job or your business failing in other words trauma and with that trauma comes mental health disorders and it's going to be on the rise so you must be able to identify it if you are predisposed for pessimism the best way is to go and do a quiz to see if you are predisposed to being negative or pessimistic and you can check out the links from there you can start implementing the preventative measures during this time yeah so we're going to put a link down below uh, that leads you to a quiz just do that to try and see if you're a negative or positive person yeah so the measures to assist your well-being is pretty simple implement strict routines for exercise sleep and wake at the same time every day eat a healthy diet with lots of vegetables going outdoors and getting some sunlight for at least 15 minutes a day if you can and also building a strong mindset believing that the outcome of this hardship or struggle that you're currently dealing with will force you to grow and that you will get through this no matter what doing these things will change your mental state to a positive one this may sound a little bit basic especially if you are suffering from some sort of mental health problem and it's also not the cure for that disease but here's the catch though if you do the things that i've just mentioned it helps you to feel better with at least 30 to 40 percent so then why not do that yeah please guys just to make sure you get help when it's needed that's super important to us because that's why we're here 
okay we wouldn't be here if we're not trying to assist you guys with what you can do to try and better yourself and just to seek that help when it's needed okay don't be too proud of yourself okay so i have to say with this whole lockdown situation i have in a way considered myself lucky let me just explain why so i work in retail and during december it's the most busiest time of the whole year all right everyone's buying and that time there was no sign of the corona so people were spending mad crazy so we did quite well the bonuses came with i was planning on going on leave in march and i put some money away because i planned that you know what the first week i'll chill at home and then maybe the second week or third week or second and third week i'll go have myself a little holiday and i had this you can call it a gut feeling inside of me i call it the holy spirit that just made me hesitate of spending that money because I was planning on spending some of that money, but I just didn't. So now when times are tough financially, I get to use that money. So I've had it quite easy, you could say, but a lot of people haven't. The mental strain is putting on people so far must be crazy. I can only imagine, especially the people that have been using substances like alcohol, you know, being banned and also people smoking, not being able to buy cigarettes. So for those people, it's quite worse because they don't have that anymore and they don't have it to help them with their addictions. And we all know what happens when you take measures to cope with addictions away from people, what it does to them mentally. I read this one story on the news about this guy that has withdrawals because he's not smoking because his body is so used to nicotine. And now that his body's not getting nicotine, he's getting sick. And besides that, you can imagine what the guy is going through mentally because he doesn't have that something to help relieve his stress. And so to people that depend on alcohol to help them get through stress in tough times. We're not even talking about domestic violence right now that's increased because people are locked inside. So they're kind of going crazy in a way. So emotions are running high and people's mentalities are changing because of what's happening right now. I'm lucky that we're doing this podcast because this for me in some sort of way has kind of been therapeutic because we get to talk about these things. Not everyone has that benefit of being able to talk about these type of things. They might be stuck. Some people are staying alone. So imagine what they might be going through. Not everyone has that luxury. So without the learnings of self-awareness, emotions, resilience, habits, and all those things, who knows in what type of mental state I might have been, which is also why it's important for our listeners to be open-minded and try and adapt many of these things that we talk about, because it can only help you, especially now. The one thing that we ask of our listeners is to be self-aware. So when someone does offer to help, you will not be stubborn and you will appreciate the help they're trying to give you. So just remember your ego in times like these is not at all important because it's not more important than the life of a friend or family member that might need your help. Yes, Maurice, thank you so much for that. You know, my mental state has also been great so far and I'm very, very grateful for that. And accepting help when a mental health problem starts to develop is very difficult because for some reason, and this could be some sort of protective mechanism, but this is only my opinion, is to push people away and dealing with it alone. So if you are starting to push people away, trying to go against that urge, and if you are trying to help someone, please be patient with them. Remember, a developing mental health problem means that you or they are not in a normal state of mind. Believing that your state of mind and brain is malleable is crucial. You can change your thoughts and feelings and rather observe them than becoming them. The best way is to talk to someone that will show you compassion and empathy. The other method, if you are alone, is to write it down and with compassion and empathy towards yourself, reason it into a positive and kind wording. 
having gone through major depression myself, I would sometimes just force myself to laugh out loud. Now it feels mega stupid and ridiculous, but it works because I feel better afterwards. The reason is, your action changes your brain chemistry, which means to bring about brain chemistry that influences physical actions like lethargy, sadness, and many more. The greatest brain hack that I found and that works for me is to do the exact opposite action to influence and change my brain chemistry to a positive state of mind. Feeling lethargic and low energy, I'll try and jump up and down or do exercise. If I'm feeling sad, I'll definitely try to laugh out loud. Yeah, believing that you can influence or change that feeling or thought with a little self-discipline to give yourself the space to feel and acknowledge your emotions and then move forward by taking the necessary actions or activities. One of my favorite quotes by Tony Robbins is, motion creates emotion. For the supporting friend or family member, remember that you are the crutch and not the wheelchair. You must look after yourself first. You cannot control the outcome of the person you are caring for. Their choices and consequences that follow are their own responsibility. You are only there to assist, love, endure and motivate where possible. If they do harm themselves, it remains their choice and you should not, for whatever reason, resent yourself for that. People suffering from mental health problems, myself included, will sometimes say terrible and hurtful things to the ones that care for them. Try and take comfort in the fact that you are not an evil or bad person. And then routine. You know, routine is super important. If you don't have it, things will go south pretty quickly. And what I've learned and experienced is that you need to have a well-planned routine. There's a reason why the mental health clinic that I stayed at made us wake up and go to bed and eat and go to classes at the same time every day. Even if you hate routines, your brain needs it. Your mental well-being relies heavily on your spirituality and religion. It plays a big part in it. And when I was going through the hardest time of my life, I had no hope. I felt rejected by God as if he had forgotten about me. And I even justified that statement because when I reached out for help and spiritual reassurance, the reverend from a church condemned and judged me and in short he told me that I'm like the demons for they also know God and tremble. Even my father just plainly told me to pray and read my Bible and eventually chased me away from home after I confronted him with the fact that God has forsaken me and that reading the Bible and praying is not helping me from curing my mental illness. And you must remember suicide was becoming the only option in this time. So today I would like to say to you the, the simple words that I so desperately needed to hear then. God loves you and He's with you on this terrible journey of suffering. You are not alone. You are loved. You are cherished. And you will get through this. You have a mental illness. You may even call it soul cancer. And mental illness distorts our reality. It's sort of like a, a black goo that sticks to even the best gestures and features of life sucking out all the joy and ruining relationships but there is hope you know god is by your side and there's also great medication that really helps and new discoveries is being made every day to improve mental well-being and by some 
unexplained reason or grace and by a, a willingness to fight and to live and to be helped you will get through that black goo and life regains its color and brightness and hope and happiness and love starts to prevail and life returns to normal and with its normal ups and downs if you or your loved one is stuck in a fast downward spiral please go and seek help as quickly as possible there's a great new method that's used to kick you out of suicidal thoughts in an instant it's called ketamine infusion and what joy was it for me to experience that in in, in full color i i did it in the week of my wife's birthday i was present i was there with her i could enjoy the birthday party with our friends unfortunately an instant fix has also a shortcoming and with the ketamine infusion it only lasts for a week so and then you go back to where you were i also experimented with magic mushrooms or psilocybin it's got the same effect from the research that i've read and apparently it lasted longer than almost a year but it didn't work for me i just need to warn you that both these methods are illegal the ketamine can kill you uh, because it is an anesthetic if you're not using it right so i'd rather you look up a ketamine infusion clinic and consult with them and unfortunately in south africa magic mushrooms is also illegal so this was something i did on my own i i tried psilocybin it sort of worked i actually needed a therapist that could have guided me through the whole experience and had some therapy sessions afterwards as well but i didn't do that because i was self-medicating with the ketamine i went to a clinic to get it it was super dodgy but it it did work and with the magic mushrooms i just did it at home and uh, the first time i overdosed in a sense that i didn't I, i was completely out of it it was a terrible experience and the second time it was a little bit better but it was also uh what would they say it was also a bad trip the reason why i tried all those things is i was trying to get better i was fighting and i was you know i i just needed to do everything to live uh, my next treatment f- would have been electroconvulsion therapy where they basically stimulate the brain with with low current electricity and the step after that would have been a type of lobotomy where they sever or cut into your brain with a gamma ray i can't remember the part which they operate on but apparently it, it changes your your complete state and you may have asked me why i would go through all that shit and the answer is i wanted to live there's a part of me that wanted to live more than a part that wanted to die the part what that wanted to die was the was my ego so i would say feed the part that wants to live with the things we mentioned and there's a million other small things that you can do if you just go and dig and read you'll you'll discover so many things and the changes will be for the better wow dude that's crazy i didn't know most of these things uh, because we kind of lost touch we also once again confirmed or reaffirmed that this is why relationships are also important so that you have friends and family that can assist you through tough times so that you don't have to be alone 
in going through these type of situations. So this is why we're encouraging now within this period of time, if you're going through something, talk to someone, okay? The doctors are there, the psychiatrists are there, they're working. So go see them if you need to talk to someone and you don't want it to be a friend and family. So the times we're going through right now is super tough and we got to do what we need to do. And within this time, your mind is going to be savage, okay? Besides having built some sort of a resilience or having some sort of self-discipline, everyone's mind is like that. I have thought about things, I mean, it's not suicidal or such, but we all have a certain point in our life where we feel like, you know, what the actual F are we doing? What's happening? You know, a lot of thoughts go through our minds. But it's like you say, Jan, to keep the faith, to trust God, make sure that you do what you can for yourself and for others, but still trying to get that help because you need it. We all need it at some point of our life. It might not always just be a mental illness. So important step that we need to learn right now is to how do you prevent these things? And the, the only way to prevent these things is to get that support, whether it be from friends, family or your doctor. Go see them, talk to them because prevention, as shit cliche as it is, is better than the cure. So let's just remember that. Jan, so just thank you so much for that story. It's it's We realize every day that everyone goes through these type of things and we shouldn't take life for granted. You know, that's one of the, the stigmas of, of mental health issues is you're ashamed of yourself and that's why you don't share it with anyone. And that's probably why you didn't know those things is, you know, you're shy and you, you feel that because there's something wrong with you and people can't see it or you can't explain it like completely rationally, people tend to think and look at you differently than than what that you would like to and uh, yeah people are very judgmental when it comes to things that they don't understand yeah so if someone with a mental health issue approached you the only thing that they would like you to do is treat them with compassion and love they don't want you to cure it they don't want you to tell them what to do to fix it they just want you to support them and maybe to make them laugh a little or you know just be there for them just listen to them don't solve the problem you can't solve the problem they must solve it themselves yeah and thanks that's something that we all should do and a way we should act around the people that come to us for support without judgment filled with compassion empathy love sympathy so let's end with the anecdote so grandfather is teaching his son about life he says to the boy A fight is going on inside me. It's a terrible fight. It's between two wolves. The one is evil. He is anger, envy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, superiority, and ego. Then he continued. The other is good. He is joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility kindness, benevolence, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, and faith. The same fight is going on inside you and inside every other person too. So the grandson thought about it for a minute and he asked his grandfather, which wolf will win? The grandfather simply replied, the one you feed. We love you and have a blessed day. Cheers. Cheers.